Before we wander on into the episode, I just want to make sure that everyone goes out there and hits up the YouTube, check out the Spotify, check out Apple, wherever you're listening or watching to this ep- uh, podcast, is to go down, like it, subscribe, hit the bell if it's YouTube, make sure you're getting those reminders. We do put these out every week, um, so make sure you do to do all that. It helps us out, and in the long run, we can make better things. So again, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. So during the 2002 Winter Olympics, they passed through the arch with the Olympic torch during the Olympic torch relay. That's so cool. Makes sense, though, with it being in, like, Salt Lake. Like, you kind of oh, have 100%. To- I totally see why they did it. I just had no idea that they actually did be kind of hard because it kind of drops off we can wander our way over you know because this is wandering ways what's bigfoot possibility clink clink what's up my man it's been it's been a hot minute since uh we've talked so i know usual i know it's been go 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 for me um ever since like i i left your house it's what it feels like it's just been non-stop here there over there you know i left your house that what sunday i think it was sunday at like 4 a.m 5 a.m did you hear me honk when i drove on by no I made sure because your neighbors kept us up late. Uh, oh. <laughs> so I, I made sure to honk on my way out at 5 a.m. But uh, I did that and I busted home and I busted New Mexico and I busted back up to Yellowstone here. And uh, now I'm home today, which is crazy. I feel that. I've been, I've been busy, but not in fun ways. I haven't done anything, anything too exciting now that I really think about it. <clears throat> uh what have i been doing no i've been training for that marathon that i'm running at the end of june and uh i am not gonna have chafing nipples like jared was saying on the last episode so my nipples are gonna be all chafing (laughs) oh so you did listen (laughs) yeah of course i'm the guy that edits them (laughs) you're like we're like i have to listen to see if these two fucking slid in here I well no I just I them. so you know I I listen to every episode um you know not just when we do it but <clears throat> when I edit so I hear everyone most of the time I pay attention um I I was interested to see what your guys's final words would be so that's why I uh, I pay attention at the end there's little bits and pieces here and there in the middle I zoned out on but that always happens. <laughs> Just like you do any other typical podcast, you know, and I'm sure our wanderers can agree with that. You know, there's, t- there's stories they zone out on. Oh, for sure. Probably right now. Exactly. <laughs> no, that was wild. I, I, I did not know what to do. You called me like, dude, I need you to do one by yourself. Can you maybe like do that tonight? Can you get it to me quick? And I'm just like, I'm calling Matt, buddy. Like, I don't know why I didn't call and think of Jared first. Cause like me and Jared do do quite a bit in nature. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, me and Matt just got back from New Mexico. Let's try and bust one out with him. And he, I need, I need a week, man. You need to give me time to prepare for what, Matt? We're literally talking about what we just did. <laughs> like, what are you preparing for? You're 
flapping up a computer. I don't know. Uh, he's an interesting character. But no, it was. I was curious what you thought because there's some. You know, Jared's good. We you know, we fish a lot. We hang out a lot in nature. I mean, that's who I was just with him pray. Um, so it's definitely it was definitely an interesting vibe. Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. no, Jared was great. You guys had a great episode. <clears throat> you guys, you can definitely tell you're related. Um, oh, you know, the uh, rapport of family. So <laughs> you can definitely you definitely get that vibe. Um, you know, it was a good chance for Jared to rebuttal all the shit talking you do of him. So <laughs> I know, right? And I don't, I, I, I don't know if he really rebuttaled it. <laughs> we just talked. I mean, his story though about jumping that boat out of water because the waves and oh yeah, oh, wild man, just wild. Well, we adventure together. I mean, that's the thing is like he, he and I have really we've gone fishing and hiking and hunting and all these crazy adventures for you know, 26 years of my life. And, you know, I'm sitting there, we're, we're at the old saloon out there in, uh, in, in good old immigrant Montana. And, uh, I'm sitting there and I'm using my face to like talk with him. You know, I, I, I know I've done that around you and Matt and you guys can't, you don't pick up on it quite the same way, but Jared has, you know, we have mastered an art of like, we can communicate by like, just like scrunching our noses, pointing with our lips just little things like that that we oh. can just have a conversation and just know what we're talking about and other people are like what the fuck are you guys saying i mean that's that's family for you you're it able really to, is you know it really is it was good i'm glad i'm glad i was able to invite him on uh and talk to him it was good episode fishing you know you're not really big into it so no, it was perfect. Uh, perfect episode for me to not be there because you know fishing outside, commercial fishing up in Alaska, <clears throat> I could kind of give zero fucks about. So, <laughs> um, which speaking of commercial fishing in Alaska, heard the season's gonna be um, pretty good price wise. Heard the opening price is two bucks a pound, um, which. When I was up there fishing, I think the highest I got per pound was like a buck twenty-five. Wow! Yeah, so the fact that it's opening at two bucks is uh, pretty gone, dong gone good. So, well, are you gonna go back up there? No, I don't. I don't have the time. <clears throat> no one. Yeah, well, I'm not going back up there for one. You're getting married. Uh, oh this, yeah that's happening this summer too i'm running uh both a triathlon and a marathon already on the books so that's got my time and then and then i do you know i have like a real job now it's not like back in the college days where it's like well i got nothing going on for summer uh i need money for school so let's do it well that's good i mean i mean it, it's gonna be an interesting year uh it, it's gonna be interesting summer you know yeah we got a nice little snowstorm out you know we're in paradise valley this morning we got some snow coming down on us so it's kind of interesting it's interesting to see you know how we're shaping up i think the fire season like i said is going to be pretty interesting but the the, the runoff the water the where where we were at we drove our jeeps this week up mill creek is what it's called and we just kind of took the forest service roads to where they end yeah. and uh they end in some really cool spots uh 
one ended like by this like hot, like by this like very very fancy fence that had security cameras and like a gate code to get into it so i'm like ooh i bet you that leads somewhere cool <laughs> and yeah um no the i think fire season is going to be interesting just in general overall cuz i mean we got snow here <clears throat> this last weekend well, and it's good because that's that moisture, right? That that the hills need, the mountains need. Uh, but the rivers, to my like, driving up that Mill Creek, they weren't they weren't as full as you'd want them to be. I think this time of year, they yeah. were running. So like the f- lower down the mountain we were, the more brown the water was. But we were going real high up to where it was just the tributaries, and it was some pretty clear, pretty water. Um, and then we're speaking of fire, we're in an area where there was a fire, so it's a lot cleared it really like i said it reminded me of yellowstone which makes sense because we're just like 10 miles north of yellowstone where we're at but just those valleys where like all the trees are down Mm -hmm. and it's just the new growth kind of growing up between them um a lot of that and that was just some really cool vibes oh yeah i bet you know i bet like the area is kind of around yellowstone i mean we've talked a little bit about it and i mean West Yellowstone and Bear Tooth we've been to, but I bet that like kind of northern part, northwestern part, I bet that's kind of a cool area that would be maybe worth <clears throat> maybe worth checking out. I don't know at the same time because it's like, oh, you're here at Yellowstone, might as well go. Right. This is this to me, you could definitely see the they had a lot of horse. Uh, posts for staging your horses and uh, and when you're thinking of this area this is national forest so you can hunt this land when they talk about a lot of elk hunters in this area i'm sure these are some of those trails <laughs> that are going back on uh with the elk so because you're up on top of these mountains doing it um interesting there's some spots that weren't quite all the way open uh because of the time of year you know may is when a lot of the roads open up but definitely uh, an exciting place to go. I, I definitely was thinking like Mark would like to come back here, but again, I thought exactly what you're saying. It's like, well, when Mark's here, is this necessarily where, where he wants to be? Is this? Yeah. And I don't know to tell you the truth, because it's one oh. of those, uh, maybe if I've gotten like my true full, like fulfill of Yellowstone, but I haven't because I want to like get into Yellowstone with like a gnarly, like, I don't know, like a 12 mile hike in a day or something, you know, these, I mean, these would have more of that, which is interesting because it is the national forest land. Um, you are on that North side of the park. So you're getting kind of the Lamar Valley vibes. So definitely a lot of wolves (laughs) and bear activity in these areas. So that's also kind of like something to be wary of. Um, but yeah, agreed with you. It's, it's, if you're not really into the back country, this area is not really for you. And it's like, if we're staying at Jared's house, we're staying at Jared's house. Why do, you know, it's 10 miles out this river or out this mill Creek, you know, we're at his house. <clears throat> why, why do we need to be camping back here? Um, other than just the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely a spot that like, if you're looking for good off the country, you know, those, I don't know if you saw any of the drone footage or just any of the footage, but like, these camp spots are right on that river. Uh, There's really cool, really pretty. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any of the the footage um, outside the uh, pictures you sent me today of the um, of the shower that you got. 
Well, you saw that. Okay. I was going to talk about this a little bit. So yeah, ass. I saw, I told you it was the worst only fans ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know I laughed. <laughs> I was like, well, you're not wrong. I was wearing a swimsuit. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it's just like, I randomly, it's just so everyone listening, they can understand uh, my point of view on this one. Just randomly today, um, we, I got a message from him, three pictures and they were just like him in the shower. And I was like, what? This is like close to unsolicited dick pic almost. So <laughs> I just replied back, worst OnlyFans ever. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was actually really cool because we hooked it up to his house to just kind of give it that first test drive. There's definitely some, some things we're going to have to figure out, like that water heater itself, figuring out a way to hang it better mm-hmm. uh, off the Jeep. Um figuring out how to find a good water source, you know, you know, I I was talking like, I'm going to need to buy one of those tanks. I think that fit up on my Jeep to hold some water. I think, I think that'd be cool. Cause with this propane dude, it felt like you were at a hot spring. That's how nice this water was. And the shower, the shower flow itself is a decent enough. Like it's a, a normal shower. Yeah. There you go. So you're, you're getting a like a hot shower in wilderness with this dang it's almost yeah. lamping out here <laughs> honestly off the deep off the roof so good so i've been i mean i'm taking footage and videos and doing what we're doing me and jared are left and right and i even the guy from the company that he he reached out to me he goes i've been following you guys doing this this is great stuff um here i'm going to send you some more stuff to check out and review for us so we're getting a headlamp Hey, and, there you go. And another shower head. I'm curious what this other shower head is. I was going to click on it and check out later, but it's uh, like one of those uh, waterfall ones where it sits right above you instead of like the. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's the, it's there because the one that I have came with the water heater, but it's a good shower head. Oh, okay. It, it's a good one. Like it's like I don't know if you saw the videos at all. No, I haven't seen the videos. You just got pictures. You'll see them. They'll be on the gram. They'll be all over the gram. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure of that. <laughs> no, it's fun. I'm I'm enjoying Instagram for the time being. So keep posting away. But that's not what we're here to talk to you guys about today. No, no, no. Today we're here because I mean, obviously, you've read the title. <clears throat> but we're here to continue on with our ABCs of the national parks. So again, for anyone that missed the last ABCs episode, we're doing the national parks, quick facts, tips, like super quick, super simple, kind of like your cut and dry, dirty version of like a review slash about slash whatever of the national parks in alphabetical order. I think, yeah, parts we know a lot about some of them we know Jack Zilch anything about. Yeah, I like the I like these episodes because like for this one, like arches today, right? Because we're on a we're going to go and we're going to talk about parks we have been to we're going to give you kind of some of the what we have done what they have available. Um, We're going to talk some hot fun facts, because you know, there's always some of those good hot fun facts in a park. Um, as well as just what other wandering ramble we can wander off onto. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. So um, we're doing arches today because uh, that's the second in alphabetical order. Acadia is, um, or Acacia is the 
first one. <clears throat> so if you haven't seen that one, go check that one out. Um, it is a doozy. It's a good one. But we're going to jump into arches, and I'm going to jump in just right away with a real, real quick fun fact. Um, and it's one I think it's a great one to start off with because it's kind of the whole thing of the park. It has the highest concentration of natural stone arches in the world. And that's why it's a national park. <laughs> that makes sense, though. It, it honestly makes sense because when you go there, it's just like arch here, arch there, check out that arch. You know, Thea, a long time ago, had a nightmare. I took her to Arches National Park, and I just drove by them all, and we missed them all. Oh, well, <laughs> don't worry, because for anybody listening, you won't miss them, because there's over 2,000 documented arches in this park. <laughs> Damn. And one of our favorites, Delicate Arch, the Utah right. license plate. If you're unfamiliar, you go look up one of them Utah license plates. Yeah, if you've ever seen a Utah uh, license plate, you've seen Delicate Arch. Um, you've probably heard us talk about Delicate Arch. You've probably heard me talk about how it's. I think it would be the perfect place for like a tire swing or a swing of some sort, but you also at the same time don't want to do that because, you know, that's that's not nature. <laughs> no, exactly. I didn't know in 1929, they, they made it a national monument to this area. And then in 1971 is when it became a national park. Oh, really? Fun fact. That is. Um, <clears throat> 119 square miles. Is that's how big the park is? With those 2,000 arches in there. That is. So going back to Delicate Arch, though, I got some facts about Delicate Arch. One that is actually cool, and I did not know that it actually, that this actually happened. So during the 2002 Winter Olympics, they passed through the arch with the Olympic torch during the Olympic torch relay. That's so cool. Makes sense, though, with it being in, like, Salt Lake. Like, you kind of oh, have 100%. To. I totally see why they did it. I just had no idea that they actually did. That'd be kind of hard because it kind of yeah. drops off on that one side. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious how they, like, did it. Um, but it's also, like, 18 meters tall. I think that's how big it was. It is. Not was. It's still there, which is 60 feet tall. Um, it is a really cool, like... I, this is kind of one that I think everyone should almost go and see. The hike's not too bad um, if you do go to it. I think it's just like a three-miler, and that's it. That's if you want to walk up to it. And, yes, there's going to be a crowd. You look at the Arches website on National Park website. There's people. I like that they show the people sitting there kind of on that side of the bowl. Of yeah, the so you get an idea. Yeah, because it is like you're not there alone. I mean, unless you're doing it early morning or late night, but even then, there's some of those star hikes in this park that they offer. And I'm sure Delicate Arch is one of those spots. But there is even, I and I never did it, and I don't know if you've done it, but there is even a viewpoint for uh, the. I have done the viewpoint. Um, the first time I went to Arches with Vince, because uh, we did the Devil's Garden, we just did the, the viewpoint because. Uh, it was getting late and we were, oh, we were extremely hungry. Um, and so we were heading into Moab to get food. <laughs> that makes sense. But the viewpoint's not bad. You can still see the arch from quite a distance. It stands out. Uh, but definitely if you're able to do the hike, I would recommend this is one of those. Like, it, it's not too hard unless it's a hot day. Mm -hmm. um, you have the, the petroglyphs as well on this hike. 
Yeah, and, there's there's actually quite a few. I had a fact actually about your uh, petroglyphs there. Um, now you gotta make you're gonna make me find it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, me and um, Matt, um, we we went and checked out Petroglyph National Monument in Albuquerque when we were there. Oh, really? How was that? It was wild. It was cool. Uh, definitely a hike in the desert in, in early May. So I'm wearing like jeans because I'm down there for a work trip. Probably should have brought a pair of shorts because it was hot. Oh, yeah. And that's something with arches, too. It gets hot down there. I think people think the desert gets cold, but it also gets real hot. It does. And actually, this is a uh, super pro tip. Uh, I, I think I may even edit like a brown, 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 because this is actually a big tip when it comes to this park. Uh, there is no place to get water inside the park. The water comes all at the visitor center, which is right at the entrance. So you can't go to like a trailhead. There's not going to be water there. Campground's not going to have water. There is no water except at the visitor center. It is good water. Very good water. We tested it out, tried it out, loved it. Um, but that is the only place you can get water at that park. I did not know that. I That's good to know. That yeah. really, It makes sense, though, because like they you're in the desert. Where else are you going to get it? And that visitor center is close to that. I, I think it's the Colorado River, Green River down there. Yeah, uh, I think so. But, I mean, that's the only them. place you can pull the water up to come through a spigot. So... Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you are going and you're going to go do a longer hike, make sure you have water. And if you don't, make sure you stop at the visitor center. You should anyway. And load up on your water. Maybe get like a gallon uh, filled up there. I think that's what Vince and I did when we first did it. Oh, it makes sense. That's definitely something you want to do. Uh, like that arches hike, if we're doing that delicate arch hike, you and me again, Definitely need water on that, you know, to get there. What I like about this park too is walking in the desert. Yeah, you know, you're walking like on the sand, like you're in a beach at sometimes, but then you're like also walking on the rock. It feels like you're just walking down the street, you know, just because of it. Some places it's so smooth that you are just walking on it. Yeah, this is a real fun place to hike. So I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again. But I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable. And it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana, and we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. Uh, you're going to get some discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. 
Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, he has a really cool Buffalo Mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing Indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. Hiking, um, you know, when Vince and I did it, we went because we went to the Devil's Garden. So when we were um, hiking back there, it's actually really, really cool because, I mean, Vince and I got lost. But um, when you get out there, you really do feel like you're just out in the middle of the desert, which is a cool feeling because when you go on hikes, typically um, it's just just like trails you know you're on trail you don't feel like you're just out in the middle of nowhere whereas like here at arches when you go in that devil's garden like back back in there you do feel like you're literally just out in the desert well and that's kind of a interesting interesting thing you bring up is you know i was just down in new mexico and you have the desert there and i was talking to matt like if we take a step off this trail and we start going this way going left going right then I could see real easy how you get lost. You don't know where you're at. You don't know where you're going. Um, the nice thing about New Mexico where we were is like the Sandia Mountains are dead east. So you landscape to help, to help follow, you know, follow around. But in a place like Arches, you know, you, you get lost. You don't see the mountains. You don't see the rock formations. They all start blending and looking the same. The plants start looking the same. Find yourself into some issues. Yeah, we we definitely, I mean, we weren't like panicked lost. Um, we were, you know, we were looking for, I think it was the Navajo Arch, uh, which is a very cool arch to go check out, but we were looking for it. And like Vince and I at one point were like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> and uh, we ended up running into that girl from uh, Connecticut. And so found our way. Um, but no, some more interesting facts about, about good old arches national park is there there are four main categories of arches found in this park which i didn't know there were different really categories to it i didn't either yeah and they're based on how they're formed the shape they are um you know the there's cliff wall arches which occur right next to rock walls and are often the hardest type of arch to see so pay attention out there by, by contrast, the freestanding ones, which I believe is like a delicate arch. Um, and then there's a pothole arch, which are formed with a small pit on top of a rock, meets in the middle with an opening on the side of a rock wall. And then oh, so finally, natural bridges. Okay, and like we've seen uh, quite a few of those. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that they had like categories. I kind of just assumed that they were um they're just rocks you know (laughs) 
No, it, it makes sense though. Cause it's, it's the wind, it's the water. It's just the various, I mean, that was something when I was working at Pompey's pillar, we looked at on the Pompey's pillar rock was you could see on different levels of the rock where at times the wind, uh, the water or just the different ways it was formed. Like wind is kind of slanted water is a little bit side to side, you know, it's just different how, how they do it all. Um, you know, the geologists and whatnot, like label it, name it, uh, and understand it. Cause I think when we understand, uh, where we've been and where we're going, you're going to, you're going to find some, I'm trying to think some guy told me, Oh, in, uh, in Yellowstone park, there's some, some of the, the rock layers, you're able to actually find sea life in the rock layers because it was an ancient ocean at one point. Fantastic segue into the next fun fact about arches is uh it used to be all underwater there you go <laughs> so, no and there's a lot of land like that that used to be water and like now it's you know it, that's the desert and so i'm sure i'm sure they found some crazy things um like well it's interesting too because like you're exactly right is like how desert is and how water used to be we've dammed up quite a lot of of stuff in the deserts um so think of like lake moab and lake mead and these large reservoirs that we just threw up a dam to hold water for our large cities but in reality that water should be moving that river at all times of year there should be certain years where it's flooded higher in certain areas lower but we're not allowing the river to breathe and be like that so those you know those things down i guess down dam that used to be underwater or covered up by water are now not. And what, what does that mean? You know, we don't, we don't necessarily look at that and yeah, like this used to be an ancient ocean, like what? Yeah. It, it's forever changing, but it, that took millions of years to dry up. Not, you know, one year. Cause we built the dam. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, Pangea was a thing. <laughs> so um, what's that? There's that little Dickie song um it's called pillow talk and like in the middle of it he brings up pangea with some girl and she's like what and he's like this bitch don't know about pangea (laughs) (laughs) but and you should know about pangea um that's a big one there no but um with arches being underwater i mean i'm sure that helped form kind of the landscape or at least it set the foundation to then create it through um, the wind and ice and just regular rainfall. I mean, Arches doesn't get a whole lot of rain. I think I saw it gets like eight to 10 inches a year. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Which, but those eight to 10 inches are deadly because the flash floods. Oh, yeah. Right. It's it's eight to 10. Really what it is is eight to 10 in one day or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, or I don't know, maybe it's like two, three days, but um you know, when you get the rain, the problem with those flash floods, they happen up in the mountains and they work their way out to places like this. Uh, you know, I was talking Matt while we we're in New Mexico, same thing down there, the desert. Like they built these giant arroyos, which kids will go take their skateboards and skateboard around in because they're cool like that. But you're getting snow and rain up in the mountains. That thing's coming right down. And that hard desert dirt doesn't hold the water the same way. It pushes it down these washes. And there's that's part of actually this book here i have secrets of the national parks you know i've I've referenced it before on the podcast but some of those washes are things you can actually hike up um and like you can hike these trails and and the the, you know 
different times of the year when it is a drought, it is desert. You're not going to have water there, but those desert oases, like because of dams, again, we, we dry those up. You're not going to have those. So where wildlife once, you know, roamed and did well, you know, we look at the elephant in Africa, like I'm sure there's dams and reservoirs over there too, that has affected those areas. Oh, hundred um, percent. That is some not cool shit. That is not some cool shit. But speaking of cool shit in nature, I know the people are wanting it. It's been two weeks since they've seen one because you and Jared didn't get one um, in last week, which is all good and all. But um, in honor no, I of feel- that, I found one that I think would have been great for you guys to do. Um, I feel bad because, like, I think he would have enjoyed it. I mean, we could have, he, I don't know if you heard the story about, about the moose he saw that day. Where uh, I don't know if I, he, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but He was just fishing, he said, and he saw, he saw a car pull over because it saw a moose. And then he saw the moose and got his drone up in the air and was like, looking at this moose lay down. I mean, perfect. Oh, this is one of those giant sturgeons. Yep. And you guys talked about the sturgeon. So I thought this would be a fantastic one to show because this is a freaking monster. <laughs> it really is. Those are those ones up in British Columbia. They grow to like 11 feet. Yeah, this is a absolute like massive, massive fish. So um, you reel it in and you don't even land it because it's that big. I don't, could you imagine the fight that thing would give? I think it's, I think, yeah, I think they do fight, but I also think part of it is, uh, it's like reeling in a long log, like a big fucking tree trunk too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's reeling in a trunk, (laughs) you know, that is a massive fish here. Um, It's crazy that they're just swimming in those rivers like that too. I know they just sit at the bottom and in the bottom feeders. (laughs) They are, though. I, I, I would like to catch one, you know, and that's what he said about those river monsters. I didn't realize that. That guy, he went and caught them all. Yeah. Uh, next one here, this one's going to be, this one I think you actually sent me. This one's oh. on, from the Nature's Metal. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I think one I did. Where it's like a cat gets a little rabbit and then an owl takes it. <laughs> right just like that the cat thinks he has dinner and the owl said thank you and that look at the cat just in astonishment like what just yeah, he's like what the hell just happened <laughs> but the, oh, i like that i like that he has the rabbit there the cat's like i'm taking you in and then i don't maybe i don't know human, why he lets him go yeah i think the human scares him oh that could be it too but then, and then he's, he's like, like oh, oh and boom get it back and then the owl's like thank you come again yeah, and this comes from one of our favorite uh, Instagram accounts, Nature's Metal. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah, I sent you quite a bit. Yeah, I know. So hopefully in the future we'll be able to actually get some more of those in. Um, but those are that's some cool shit in nature, you know, seeing it giant is. fish and then owls and stuff taking out taking out uh, little critters. It's the circle of life. It is. But- it- the one thing we all all life shares in common is death so it's all right to share it this this is true that is true facts but going back to um good old arches national park um this one is kind of an interesting fact about it um one i did not know one i do not fully understand either because it's not my field of expertise but 
the soil in Arches National Park is alive. Biological soil crust, also known as cryptobiotic crust, is made up of lichen, mosses, green algae, fungi, and cy cyanobacteria. One of the Earth's oldest living organisms, cyanobacteria, help form the soil and oxygen and generate oxygen. The biological crust remains dormant during the dry parts of the year, only moves around when wet. It plays an essential role in protecting the land from erosion and should not be stepped on. I didn't know. I had no idea either. <laughs> so don't walk on the soil there. Yeah, so be, be uh, I would normally say be bear aware, but this time be soil aware. Uh, watch where you're stepping because you're destroying an ecosystem, you know. <laughs> really are. I mean, but that's the fra fragility of the desert, you know. And I think the sad thing about our deserts is you watch them. They're, they're not shrinking. They're growing. Well, and We're creating new ones. <laughs> um, well, that's not good. Desertification is what's happening because we're in the middle of a climate crisis. But I get what you're saying. Like, we're... We're losing the like, the like, the real life of the desert. You know, at some, if we destroy that, then it literally just becomes kind of dust, and then we have bigger issues. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a cool park. You know, I was looking on their website real, real quick here just to see like, well, what is there to do in Arches? You know. Um, they have the auto tour, which is that 18 mile road that they have there. What, what we did, what most users do is they go, you know, they go to the park, they drive their car. You can backpack. There are backpacking uh, zones where we could actually go back in the backcountry and camp. Uh, biking is big in Arches. You can rent bikes and see other trails at discovermoab.com. Um there's plenty of camping. There's a nice campground at the Devil's Garden, which gives you phenomenal views of the park. Um, people have canyoneering permits available in the park. So you can go in canyon. Um, there's some commercial tours you could take while you're in the area. Um, they say their trails range from 15 to five hour hikes in this park. So you can find like real quick ones or all day ones. There's even horseback riding in this park, which is something I've seen a lot of our national parks have. And I've been lucky enough in my life to go ahead and go do this in Glacier Park. Uh, and I loved it. Um, you know, they say photography and stargazing and some other things to do, just like every other national park. There's even ranger-led programs. And for you rock climbers out there, you can go rock climbing in this park. There's, there's areas set aside for you to go rock climb. Dang, there's a lot. There's a lot more to do in this park than I kind of originally thought. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I didn't think there'd be any good canyoneering, um, but it also kind of makes sense that there's some good canyoneering and rock climbing. Had no idea about the horseback riding. Um, would not have guessed that at all. Right. Um, well, and not only this park. I mean, it's close to your Canyonlands. Close to your. Uh, Hooven's Weep National Monument. It's close to Natural Bridges National Monument, Utah. It's close to Capitol Reef, close Dead to Mesa Horse. Verde, you know, Glen Canyon. 
all those cool, cool desert spots around this area. It's, I mean, I like the desert. I've always liked the desert. Um, I don't know about you and your feeling, you know, I, it was definitely, I told Matt when I got back from Albuquerque to Montana, I was like, holy shit, were we just looking at brown forever? Yeah. That is something in the desert. You just get that brown look, you know, the houses are brown. Uh, the, the mountains are brown. The desert is brown. And then you get back to Montana here. I'm like, our mountains are like blue. Look at those fields. They're green. You know, we just rain. Oh, it's cool, but it's good to see it all. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as huge of a desert fan as like you. I still, I enjoy the desert a little bit, but yeah, I like me, my green. I like green. Um, I like it wet. Wet and green is like my ideal, um, ideal kind of atmosphere or up in the mountains, but it's still pretty cool. I don't blame you. But I mean, deserts are, don't get me wrong, deserts are cool. Um, this is a great place to go look uh, at the stars, um, you know, go stargazing late at night, do all that. Uh, word of the wise, or not word of the wise for it, but, you know, Moab is growing, so the light pollution from Moab is starting to grow. Um, so, you know, it's not as good as it used to be, but there aren't very many places that are as good as they used to be when it comes to that light pollution. Um, still better than a lot of other places though. So, um, don't let just a little old Moab ruin, uh, giving a reason to not go check out the stars in this park because it's still kind of worth it to go check out the yeah. stars in this park. You're still going to get a good deal. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> it's not going to ruin your day that much. When no, it comes it's not. To it. No, but that's crazy. I mean, I'm reading here. There's like, what I like about this Secrets of the National Park book, like right here, it's like Tower Arch. To experience a truly monumental arch in sublime solitude, this is your best bet. Thank the 8.3 miles of dirt pack washboard that keep the general public at bay. You know, so there are these hidden secrets in this park too. For it being, you know, I'm looking at the map here and the four mile, like that's as big as the thing here. And I'm like, oh, it's it looks like it's about four miles across most of this park you mm -hmm. know uh you're looking at maybe 12 miles long so you're in a compact spot you're going to run into people uh, i think that was something i found really interesting about this park when we went on our trip was that there were a lot more people um you're not going to find those opportunities to to get away and to be by yourself as much so you know picking up a book like this doing those longer hikes doing hikes in the morning, doing hikes in the evening, you're going to, you're going to find less people, uh, which is also interesting because when we talk people this year, 2022, as of April 3rd, now going until October 3rd, they're trying their pilot timed entry system. Yes. So they're going to need a timed entry ticket, a photo ID, as well as the pack parse park pass, um, or if you've booked an activity already, they, they will let you through. Um, listen to this, Mark. Between 2009 and 2019, visitation to Arches National Park grew over 66% from 996,000 to 1.659 million visitors per year. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Um, and with one entrance, one way in, 
Yeah, one way in, one way out. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I can't remember. I know one of the times that I've been, I mean, you see a line of cars trying to get in because, I mean, it is just like one or I think one or two, maybe three park rangers doing the uh, fees and stuff. I don't think it's three. I think it's two. Um, but I mean, with the amount of people, I mean, it gets, it gets pretty like crowded real quick. So I think this timed entry is going to be pretty good. Um, it's just going to limit that traffic, which is going to be, it's not like you have a limited amount of time in the park. Um, it's just getting you into the park. You can only go through this time. Well, and what I like about that too is you kind of hit it on the head. It's not necessarily limiting the number of people coming into the park. It's, it's limiting the like, it's just spreading that out. It's like, yeah. instead of you all getting here at nine, some of you are going to come here in the afternoon too. Yeah. You're just going to have to work, work it around your trip. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, you have Canyonlands, what, 10 miles away. If that you have Moab, that's 10 miles away. Yeah. You, there's a lot to do in this area. So like, it's not that big of a deal. Although I will say um, you're probably going to want to look into this, uh, getting that pass ASAP, um, cause I don't know about arches, um, but I do know the timed entry up in Glacier is like stupid booked. Um, people are already like days are already sold out for passes and you have to do like the 48 hour, um, pass, like when you get closer to the date, which those aren't guaranteed either type deal. So, um, and then the Glacier ones for the going to the sun road, um, that's not necessarily into the park, but, those passes are getting filled up in that park. I can only imagine it's getting filled up at Arches as well. Well, that's good for us because we got an activity in Glacier that'll let us in. So I'm I'm super excited, and I'm sure I'm sure if if you're un, unfamiliar with the timed entry system, that these rangers will walk you through it. They'll be able to be like, "Hey, here's kind of our solutions for the day since you didn't mm -hmm. book this in advance." There's, you know, there's always something to do in the national park. You know, you might not be able to do going to Sun Road because it's blocked off because of a fire or they just decided to plow it later in the year. And you can go find something else in that park and it and make that memory and make that moment, you know, because look at the taking Bobby and Matt to Glacier that time with us. You know, we didn't go going to Sun Road and that's a spectacular opportunity to see that park. But instead we went and did a hike on the south side of the park and that's one of those hikes that we always reference and always talk about because it was the journey. It was the people. It was the adventure. Yeah. Um, if you're curious where you can get the, the passes, it's recreation.org. Um, you know, that's kind of the place to get a lot of different passes or campsites or anything. Um, so if you are looking to do arches and you're like, where do I get this timed entry pass mark? Go to arches or go to recreation.org. Um, I also believe if you are before a certain time or after a certain time, you don't need the timed entry for arches. Um, don't quote me on that one. Um, but that also makes sense. I bet if you go before the Rangers get there, <laughs> you're probably good. Or if you go there after the Rangers have left, you're probably good. Um, you should still have a pass, even if you do it that way, though, like a national park, general national park pass to get in yeah. yeah no definitely definitely support your parks there there's even itineraries if you go to the national park arches website 
they even have itineraries in one and a half hours. They're saying you can do these drives in three hours. You can do this drive. It says drive the whole park road, spending 10 minutes at each viewpoint. That's three hours of your day. Uh, they give you great, great things in evening in, in Arches national park, easy hikes, just great things that our, our tax dollars are going towards. It's, it's funding these, it's funding the people building this stuff. I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy looking at it all. You know, I, I, I like Arches Park. I like seeing it. You know, we, I've only been there the one time. I definitely want to go back. Yeah, uh-huh. Arches is cool. Um, I definitely want to go back as as well to Arches. Um, another fun fact, kind of closing fun fact, because, you know, we've been talking Arches, Arches, Arches. There is a feature in Arches National Park that is not an arch, and that's Balancing Rock. Um, oh, gosh, really? Yeah, which is a cool spot to go. Um, if you're curious, the rock that is balancing, and it legit looks like it could topple at any point. And there was a smaller one that did topple a few years ago. Oh, yeah, right there. Uh, if you're watching, Zach's got a picture of it. The rock that is balancing, if you're curious, and uh, I don't know why they're using this unit of measurement here, but it weighs as much as 27 blue whales. Um which is and a if, lot of blue whales, and those things are massive. So if, <laughs> that's a heavy not, rock. If you're not curious what a blue whale weighs, they, they estimate about 3,600 tons. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a very heavy rock in the day. And it's, I mean, when you're there, it legitimately looks like it's just barely kind of balancing there. And a heavy wind is going to knock it over. Um, well, they said in 1975, 1976, is when the rock next to it fell and they call that one chip off the old block oh, <laughs> that's a great so, name <laughs> so it says the then and now photo comparisons on the park service website show just how much these rocks have changed in recent years so it's definitely a park to continue to revisit to see its ever-changing landscape but i suppose if you want to compare all that breathtaking beauty to that of a license plate <laughs> not like the license plate it's better (laughs) no um but anyways yeah so that is kind of the quick and dirty version of arches the abc's info facts of arches national parks uh because i got to be that guy and it is that time um for the final words as we're closing out here so um want to go final words my guy yeah, for sure. I'm super stoked. Uh, you know, thank you guys for listening with us with Arches. I hope you learned a thing or two about the park. I hope you enjoy the park if that's where you're headed. Um, definitely, I hope you use these ABCs as kind of just that 101 guide that we're giving you. You know, this is kind of your first stop. Hey, what? let's let's talk about the park. Let's hear about it. Let's, let's, let's just talk. Uh, then, you know, maybe go check out our 12 parks in 12 days to get more into it. We talked about Arches there. Um, and then go, go, like I said, go to the National Park website, go look up other YouTubes, go up, look up other uh, podcasts and, and just see what you can find, learn if that's what you're into about this park. Definitely go do it. Um, there's a quote here. I got this book. It's Subpar Parks. And this is oh, all- a great book. I got uh, a poster here. I got a poster literally right here. I'm going to go from that same. This one's about, actually about Crater. So, you know, it's just something to look at and leave. <laughs> Honestly, great, hilarious stuff. You know, nothing, it looks nothing like the license plate is what this one says. 
But there's a quote in here. I think this is a good quote for you. And this is kind of, I think, what we'll leave the Wanderers for as, 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 as Ranger Zach's final, final words. A forest is a mystery, but the desert is truth. Life paired to the bone. <laughs> I like it. By Keith Miller. I like it, Keith. That's a good quote. It's true, though. The desert is a just it, it, it shows life and death just like that real easy. You know, you, you see a dead animal in the forest. It might be curled up under a tree for a couple of days in the desert. Nothing's food like that. So That's definitely be safe, true, actually bring some water and, you know, enjoy. Hundred percent. Um, Reverend's final words, uh, stay beautiful, everybody. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you guys for listening to all of these and all the other uh, wonderful uh, episodes that we have, checking out all the stuff that we do. Um, as for like the bulk of the Reverend's sermon of wisdom today, um, you know, we got to take care of this planet, we got to take care of the creatures in this planet, and you know, fuck SeaWorld and fuck Marineland. Whales aren't supposed to be uh, in bathtubs. They're supposed to be meant to be in the ocean. So, you know, I get they're cool to see and they're great opportunities to go and like see these creatures up close and personal, but also view it from their point. Uh, you know, these they're used to living in the vast ocean and now we've put them in a bathtub. This is not where they belong. Um I'm sure we could build like viewpoints out in the ocean where you feed the whales and they would happily come to those viewpoints. I mean, there's whale watching tours in a lot of places that take you out to the whales. So there are very, there are great ways to still see these big, beautiful creatures um, up close and in person. Um, and we don't need them jumping through hoops or whatnot or whatever they got going on at those sea world marine land places but you know fuck them um but you know you guys don't fuck you guys <laughs> um you guys are amazing great can't tell you how much i appreciate every single one of you again um and that being said everybody peace out